Hello, my loves. Welcome to 2023. New year, new podcast name, new Instagram handle. I know some of you will be thinking, what is she doing now? It's all changing again. And you're right, it is. It's a new year. And I am stepping into a new space. So I'm going to share a little bit about that to give you some context about what's happened for me to really claim and own my role and my gifts as a therapist. And then we're going to jump into a really meaty little podcast episode today to give you some great value on um, how to handle and work with or interact with people that are a little bit abrupt, abrasive, rude, or mean. Because my plan this year is to come in and do more bite-sized, chunky, value-packed episodes that take you on a bit of a story, a bit of a journey. So real life examples of things that happen in our daily lives that impact the way we walk in the world, the things we come up against, how we walk ourselves through conversations and dynamics and relationships and conflict, how we think about things. And I'm going to bring to you real life examples from some of my client stories, confidentially, of course, and also just things that I observe in my own world, things that I'm walking myself through. And yeah, I, I'm going to start right today, straight off the bat with, with some really cool stuff that might help you. And my aim is that this is a podcast that you can stick in your ears and hear a story, hear how someone else has walked through something, literally hear the words to maybe use in an, an environment that you're currently in, in a situation or a relationship you're currently finding that you have some sticky points in or you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed by, kind of want you to be able to leave like you've had a like conversation with a therapist that you haven't had to book an appointment for and you can listen to me anywhere in the supermarket, in the car, whilst you're lying in bed, whatever you need to be doing whilst you're out for a run and you can walk away going, okay, I've got some tools here, really practical stuff. So, and I've, I've, I'm doing this because I keep getting feedback from my clients, from my friends who say to me, I love listening to you. You articulate things really well. You tell great stories. And I always leave with a tidbit or two of what I can do to move forward because I am very, very solution focused and very much about how we move forward and not set up camp in these areas that don't feel great to us. So we're going to do that. I'm going to dive into that little topic today and ongoing. What also works for me, I've realized with podcasts is short and sharp in between, like right now I'm sitting here. I have just cooked spaghetti sauce for dinner and a chocolate cake for after school. And I have half an hour before I go and pick up my kids and take them to ninja class and basketball training and then come home and do the dinner rush. So like for me, I'm like, Carly, just take the snippets of time, the 20 minutes here, the 30 minutes here and get this done. So that's how it's going to roll. So why the name change? So the honest therapist, well, last year, for those of you who've been following along, it was a massive year of me stepping way back in my business and not only traversing a lot of really dark and tough personal stuff in my marriage, my parenting, um, and with sick family members, but also, yeah, kind of reconsidering what the heck I'm doing in this world. And knowing that I am an incredible mentor, coach, therapist, whatever word do you like to use, knowing that what I do with people is profound and impactful 
uh, and, and, and is important. Um, I felt, I have felt for a long time that I was swimming in a pool that I didn't want to be in anymore, being the, just subconsciously trying to keep up with like the pop coaching side of things. So if you, if you're here, you're probably into self-development, you're probably aware that online, you know, there's some big talkers and there's some people who are apparently, we don't always know that it's true, but making really uh, big money with massive followers and massive crowds. But I have noticed in the last couple of years, being in spaces with those people that they're not always getting results with those clients. They're not always actually having an impact. And it became, I felt like I was swimming in a space where it was all about just double your prices, just raise your rates, just get more people through the door, just create more courses. Like it was, it was just becoming a space of more, more, more for me, for, for me as the coach and less, less, less for my clients and my community. And I feel like I held the line and tried very, very much to not get swept away by that current, but that was, that was, that was challenging. That was challenging. And so I started to see last year, a lot of things in my circle. So masterminds I was in people that I'd followed for a long time that I just did not agree with and was not in integrity for me. They can do them. Absolutely. It's their journey. I'm not gonna, I'm not bashing anyone at all. And I'm not definitely not going to name names or um, go too deep into it. But at a high level, I was like, I actually don't know that I want to be associated with the industry for a while there. Even though I know there's so many good coaches and therapists out there, so many incredible people out there doing their light work and really bringing their gifts to the world, the people that really only get heard are the those earning the massive dollars and you know those with the loudest social media presence. So it's kind of just questioning where I fit in it all. And so what I did over the summer is I have actually. Uh, sorry, last October, I announced, if you listen to that podcast, like really stepping back from social media, going back to my roots. That's how I describe it. Going back to basics, going back to why do I love coaching, mentoring and, and being a therapist? What What is it about that? And for me, it is about being in the trenches with people in the darkest times of their lives. It really is about helping people navigate through really shitty, awful stuff and that life throws us inevitably. It's for me, I'm really actually comfortable staying in spaces like that and being with people as they traverse those things. And I'm really good at it and have been since I was a little girl. So I went back to basics. I chatted to a few of my old colleagues that I used to work with in family services and child protection. You know, I was like, I don't want to go back working in clinic. I don't want to go back and work for family services. I want to do my own thing because I am an entrepreneur. My, if you're into human design, um, my culture line is a line one. So entrepreneur working solo, mainly doing my thing. I don't want to be under the rules and restrictions of associations and, um, hell, I just hate even being on someone else's, you know, time schedule. It doesn't work for me and my flow. So I'm like, how do I do this? How do I make therapy work? offering therapy sessions or offering coaching sessions, mentoring sessions, all the same kind of stuff I've been doing, but how do I offer it in a way? Yeah. That's a bit more modern than going to an actual office and sitting, you know, sitting opposite someone in a comfy occasional chair or an armchair. So anywho, all of that said, I've also spent the last few months 
pulling out my my uni notes, my all my old um, notes from my many varied studies and my old books, textbooks. I've gone back and been rereading Dr. Bruce Perry, Dr. Peter Levine, um, Gabor Mate, um, Brene Brown's studies on vulnerability. Like I just pulled all of that stuff off the people and they're people that I think are truly making an impact in the world. Not just the person online with the coolest graphics making $500,000 off every client every year, you know, like, I don't know, it just didn't feel like it had much substance. So I'm going back to the people that I feel have weight and substance and qualifications and skills. And I've just been loving it. And it's reminded me how much I do know and how much I have studied over my 20 years in the profession. So I kind of feel like the last few years I've been exploring and experimenting and lot, with lots of things, but I started to get swept upstream with some unethical stuff. Um, not that I think I did anything unethical, but it, I was swimming in those waters and I had to get out. And so I have, and so here we are. And I'm also claiming the, the, the name therapist again, because that to me feels really grounded. Uh, it feels meaty. It feels like it has weight and substance. And I know that a lot of people that listen to me might think I don't need a therapist, but I hope that the content of this podcast as, and my emails as well, and my Substack, if you haven't subscribed, please go do, I, I'm going to share some really valuable stuff. And so I want to kind of be a therapist in your pocket. If you don't want to book an appointment with a therapist, you can't afford it right now. You just want the ease of this. I hope that this podcast can be something that you chuck in your ears and get some value out of. So my handle has changed on Instagram and on TikTok. The podcast has changed. I'm not sure yet if it'll roll out across my website and stuff, but this is me. I'm claiming it. I'm claiming what I am and who I am and, um, I'm trusting that this is the path to follow this year. Um, and I really want to thank my couple of my really beautiful girlfriends and ex colleagues who rang me and said, can you please bloody claim it? Cause that's what you are. And you've always been exceptional at it. So claim it. So here I am nervously kind of going, okay, let's see where this goes. Um, and let's play with this. All right. So that's kind of, um, a little bit about the potty. And today I'm going to talk about something that came up earlier in this week that I put in my notes on my phone. So quite often I'll hear a conversation or I'll witness some communication. I'll be like, oh, I really want to talk into that. Um, and this was something I witnessed the other day was um, a few interactions with a woman in my local community who most people feel is quite rude and abrupt and harsh. And I kind of, yeah, I sort of saw her in a few different settings over the last week or so, and I had an interaction with her as well. And I just thought it's so important, I believe, to have awareness around what happens when you come across people like this. You come across people that are abrasive. What happens in your body? What do you think is happening for them? What are the assumptions that you make? What are the things that you believe about that person? Uh, what does it activate in you? So let's do a story. Let's do a scenario. 
And maybe as you're listening, you can put yourself in this situation either in the past or you might be currently experiencing this where there's someone that you engage with and you can't avoid them for whatever reason. There's someone that you see regularly or semi-regularly. And whenever you're around them, you find yourself saying things because you're human, right? Humans, we just are just naturally judgmental. We're always categorizing because that's how our brain likes to work to make sense of the world. We, we put people in boxes. That's just, just normal human behavior. We want to have awareness around it though. So when you're having a conversation with this person, what are the things that you're making up about them that aren't potentially true? What are the things that are true that you actually do know? So in this scenario, when I think about my interactions with this human, I, I recall in the early, the, you know, the previous times, early days of kind of getting to know her a little bit and meeting her, I had heard things about her. So I came in with some preconceived notions, even though I try very hard to not listen to other people and to take people at face value and to only base my opinion of people um, on my experience with them. But I had heard some things that people had said, you know, she's a gossip, she thinks she knows it all, she thinks she runs the place, she's rude, she's mean, da 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 da. So I came in with some preconceived ideas. And I have to say my first interactions with her were kind of backed them up. You know, I, there was gossip. There was definitely a, kind of a look me up and down kind of energy. There was um, just an abruptness to the way she communicated. And in those early days, I would have, I did feed into that. I'm like, oh gosh, who does she think she is? Da, da, da. She's so rude. Why can't she be nice? I hate gossip, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Now, as I've, as I've journeyed through understanding more about other humans, understanding how we work through my NLP training and understanding human design, I just have so much more awareness now of, of when I fall into that trap of judging and making assumptions and making things up that potentially aren't real about someone and how to stop myself. So I wanted to help you if you're in this situation with a few things that you can do to have compassion and meet that person where they're at, but to also, and I think this is equally as, it is equally as important to be able to set a boundary and to be able to protect yourself from these kinds of people. So the first thing is I look at the person now, look at the person and I ask myself those questions. Where am I? Ha- where have I come in here with a pre- pre- sorry preconceived notion of who this human is? What am I making up in my head about this person that might not be true? What else could be true? So in this situation, I was like, "Yep, I've already heard how she is, so I'm meeting her with that energy." Um, what am I making up about her? Well, that she's a gossip and she's rude and she's da 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 da. I don't know that that's true because I've hardly met her. Like I don't know her. I am not a friend of hers. I haven't spent lengthy amount of time with her. That could potentially not be true. And the third thing is like, what actually, what else could be true? What else could be true? Well, maybe the times that I have met her in person, which is only a few times, really, she's had really awful things going on in her life. Maybe she's had a really terrible 
morning with her children. Maybe she's got some awful stuff going on at home and she's really, really stressed. Maybe she's, I don't know, caring for a sick, like there's so family, there's so many scenarios or options here that could be going on. Another one is, well, maybe she's really actually quite anxious. Maybe she struggles with social settings. Maybe she feels really insecure in a group of women. Maybe it triggers and activates all of her, I don't know, high school stuff, you know? And so this is really, really helpful to be able to sit and think what could be going on behind the scenes. You know, when I work with parents and when I also think about my own children, I always say, what is behind the behavior, right? The behavior is just what we're seeing. It's just the facade, what's happening behind that. And I, I think we need to start doing this more and more for adults as well. What could be going on for her? to be coming across like this, to be really meeting me with a very bristly and uh, closed off energy. What could be happening for her to be, to be falling into the gossip? Does that make her feel included? Does it make her feel important and special? And if so, why does she feel like she needs that? Is she really insecure and unhappy? And when I'm able to sit in that space, when I'm able to ask those questions, more often than not, compassion comes up, right? Compassion. You can meet that person with compassion. So now when I see this woman, I meet her with my heart, not with my head, but with my heart. And at the end of the day, she can be as rude and bristly and awful and argumentative and whatever she wants to be to me, but I have control over how I respond and how I meet her. And I choose to meet her with respect, dignity, and compassion. Now that said, I am never going to say to anyone, and I'm never going to do this myself, I'm never going to say you have to put up with the awfulness or the meanness or the abuse or the whatever you struggle with, with the human that you're conjuring in your mind right now. So I've made a decision that I don't need, I don't have to be her friend and I don't need to spend time with her and I don't want to. And that's okay. I can still meet her with my heart. I can still meet her with compassion and respect and dignity. But when I meet with her, what I do or when I run into her, which is very, very rare, but what I do is I, I just remind myself that I have a boundary. I'm not going to allow her to continually treat me like shit because I'll stand up for myself. I will say, I don't actually appreciate how you're speaking to me. Can you please not talk to me like that? Yes, I can see you have an issue with this. Could we talk about it without you attacking me or whatever, these kind of words. I can set a boundary and just knowing I don't, as I said, have to be her best friend and I don't have to get her to like me and I don't even have to particularly like her as a human, but I can absolutely have respectful adult conversation with her. I can serve her in the way I need to serve her or I can answer her questions, da, 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 in the scenarios in which we interact. So please know that if you have someone in your life that comes to you or you you are in their world and that is how they're presenting you don't have to allow them to walk all over you okay you can absolutely set a boundary you can also if you're not ready to set a boundary and verbally say please don't speak to me like that or i don't want to engage in gossip about the other person over there i don't want to have these kind of conversations um, if you're not ready to say that, you could even do something that I recommend a lot of my clients do until they build up 
the regulation to be able to communicate their desires and needs and boundaries is to put around them a bit of a shield or a bubble of light. So just knowing that when I'm in that space with that human that I don't particularly enjoy, um, that I have this bubble and shield. Now this shield and bubble is impenetrable. Okay. So nothing from the outside can get through. However, things from the inside can get through. So your heart, your respect, your compassion can all get through this, but they can't impact you. And so when you're coming up against these people that are a bit bristly or you feel activated and triggered when you're in their presence, you can put this shield around yourself. You're like, okay, I've got to sit next to this person for the next two hours in this meeting. Okay. Right. Nothing that they send my way is going to get in, but I'm going to send them love and compassion. And I'm going to hope that at some point that they can feel happy in themselves and secure in themselves, that they can meet me with a little bit more respect. Right. So that's the second part is, um, is understanding how to hold that line and that boundary. And it is a little bit like killing them with kindness, but it's not about over pleasing and overdoing and trying to placate them and trying to making them happy. And, um, you know, overstepping your own boundaries, but it is, it is, how do I meet this person understanding they have a long story in history, they have a lot of life behind them. And there could be so much going on at home that I don't know. We never know someone's story. Even after 20 years of hearing people's stories, some of people's deepest, darkest secrets, I'm, I'm still so astounded at how we can put on masks and facades and pretend everything's okay when so much is going on behind the scenes. And, so it's a great question to keep asking is what's going on behind the scenes for them, what's behind the behavior. The last thing I wanna leave you with is to have awareness of what it's actually activating in you. So in this context and story that I'm sharing with you today, for me, it activated a lot of my mean girl stuff from high school. Oh, this is that kind of woman. This is the, the bully. This is the woman that is catty behind people's backs. This is the woman that's bitching and, and, and having a good old whinge about everything, but not actually helping, not actually putting a hand up, you know, not actually trying to be solution focused. Uh, you know, this is the catty bitchy kind of girl that I grew up with in high school that I, you know, really struggled with. So having a, an understanding of, wow, this human who knows nothing about me and doesn't know me at all is activating so much of my childhood wounding or my teenage wounding or my sister wounding. Um, you know, around women and what women are. And so then I need to, you know, for me, I choose then, do I need, need to go and work on that? Do I need to shift that? But just being aware of what someone activates and triggers in you is going to be hugely helpful in those situations for you to take responsibility for your reaction. So my initial reaction was, well, I'm gonna avoid that woman. You know, when I first heard about her from other people, I'm gonna avoid her, I don't like people like that, da, 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 da. Now, let, let's say she is like that and, you know, all the stories are true and, you know, that's just her at her soul, which I don't believe it is. But let's say it is, it doesn't matter because like, I'm never going to have any connection with her. I'm never going to be able to build a bridge and, and, and relate to her because I'm going to meet her with, I don't want anything to do with you. And I could potentially miss out on a really beautiful interaction or a really lovely relationship. So I, I have over my years reflected back on people that I have um, assumed things about or had preconceived ideas on that I think, oh, looking back, I might've actually missed out on getting to know someone pretty cool. Um, and I've got a really close girlfriend who talks about a friend of hers that when she first met her, she thought she was an absolute cow, so awful <laughs> and so stuck up. 
And now they're really good friends because one of them or I, you know, both of them let their guard down and built some connection. So sometimes we can meet people um, already thinking something about them and closing off to them. Uh, if you feel like you have the reserves and the capacity and you want to, maybe it's about exploring how to soften with them and how to ask curious questions and maybe help them feel calm and seen and less insecure or less anxious in social situations. So that's how I deal with and work with and sort of hang out with different humans that maybe aren't my people, but they're in my world. So firstly, compassion, asking what's behind the behavior. Let's just do a recap. What's behind that behavior? What could be going on? Is she just socially awkward or anxious? You know, does she feel really unsafe or, un or scared in a group situation? Has she had a really shitty morning? Is she fighting with her husband? Has she just had really, really bad news about her health? You know, like so many variables. That allows my heart to open and soften. Then I'm going to set a boundary. Okay, what will I and what won't I accept in this, in this interaction? How do I hold her to a higher level? And thirdly, well, what's happening for me? What's activated in me? What's my trigger here? Do I want to work on that? Do I want to heal that and clear that? And always being really aware that we come with judgments, we come with preconceived notions, and sometimes that actually cuts us off from having really beautiful interactions with people where we could learn and grow and they could learn and grow as well. So I hope that's been helpful today. I would love, love, love your feedback, your reviews. I would love for you to share this podcast, raw and real. Haven't even got music or any intro or outro. We're just diving straight into it this year. I don't have time for the fluff at the moment. I got really cool stuff going on off and online and um, really, really sinking into a season of motherhood now that's quite intense with older children and school and relationships and hormones and preteens and all that stuff. So yeah, raw and real is how this potty is going to go. I, I appreciate you all sticking around through my many iterations. I hope this has been helpful. Um, would love to hear from you and please jump onto Instagram, jump onto my website, join my email list, join my Substack subscription, um, which is free at the moment, but we'll be going to paid and interact with me. I love having these conversations. Would love to know what's going on in your world. You can also share with me any conversations or anything that's going on that you would like some guidance with some words, some help in understanding in processing, releasing healing, and then I can do some potty episodes on it. All right. Have an amazing day, sending you so much love and I'll be speaking in your ears very soon. Bye for now.